welcome to a special bonus episode of Cinemaholics. This is, of course, John Agroni, your regular host. And here with me, of course, is pop culture writer for Cinema Blend, Will Ashton. Hey there. All right, we're going to do something we've never done before. Okay, so this is a bonus episode, and we're promoting a brand new podcast we think our fellow Cinemaholics are going to love. It's called Inside Jaws, and in just a moment, we're going to play a preview of the first episode. But first... Well, Ashton, how would you describe this new podcast series? Well, it's an in-depth look at the first summer blockbuster, the movie that came out before Star Wars, the one that kind of started the ball rolling on the summer movie season. But more than that, it's this kind of weird miracle of a film that shouldn't have worked as well as it did just based on all the problems and all the issues that came around it. But as detailed in this podcast, you see how Steven Spielberg was this precocious filmmaker who was able to make this brilliant film out of uh, mayhem and chaos. And uh, the the podcast is like this kind of immersive uh, narrative where you get like almost like a audio book, but you get to live it inside it and just kind of experience this whole story from the yeah. beginning to the end. It's like an audio book with special effects. Yeah, for sure. It's like an enhanced audio book yeah. in a good way. <laughs> Also, I really love the way you call Steven Spielberg precocious because that I, that's a good way to describe the Steven Spielberg of 1975 when this movie came out. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to call him that now, but I guess right. at the time that's what he was. Obviously, he went on to become one of the most legendary filmmakers in history. So that's why I really think you, uh, those of you listening are going to really love this series because it's about the filmography of a director who we think is very important to film history. And we think that by listening to this show, uh, even just this preview, you're going to get just a taste of uh, really what his work did to inform a lot of the blockbusters we talk about every week on Cinemaholics. So this is, I think this, this is going to be really uh, useful for a lot of our listeners. Definitely. I can't wait to bite into it. Uh, see, I knew you were going to go for some pun. All right. Well, okay. So like we said, in a sec, we're going to play for you, um, just a little, a little taste of, uh, some blood in the water. That is the first episode of this show, but you can actually listen to the entirety of the first two episodes right now. All you have to do is subscribe to Inside Jaws on Apple Podcasts, uh, or you can head to wondery.fm slash Inside Jaws. You can also listen to the first four episodes ad-free if you sign up for Wondery Plus. Uh, and if you want to do that, you just go to wondery.com slash plus. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-Y dot com slash P-L-U-S. And of course, the easiest way is to just go to the show notes uh, below. We'll put a link to everything we just talked about, and you can go check out Inside Jaws. But if you're not convinced yet, um, here is a preview of the first episode of Inside Jaws. The following contains mature content. You've been warned. From Wondery, I'm Mark Ramsey, and this is part one of Inside Jaws. July 1, 1916. A perfect day at the Jersey Shore. Charles Van Zant was in the mood for a swim. Hey, let me show you how far out I can go. He was 25, a smart-looking young man with dark, slick-back hair. Charles was a stockbroker from a prominent Philadelphia family, and this 
was his first swim of the summer season. As he paddled out, he could see the fine young women with their petticoats and parasols. They were watching from the shore. That cheer, that was for him. A few others were in the water too, but he passed them now. He was all alone. A man and his ocean and his dog. He paused just to listen. And he turned on his back and floated. He was engaged to be married to a beautiful woman. He was young and strong and handsome with a fine career. It was a perfect day and he had a perfect life. And a golden retriever named Jack. Jack, come on back. Jack was swimming to the shore. Fine, Charles had made his point. He looked at the sand, people there, dots on the horizon. Ahead, the Engelside Hotel, a grand and glorious gem on the water. There you could find sophisticated ladies and gentlemen who journeyed from New York City and Philadelphia every summer. The cities emptied and they came. They came for the magnificent sunrises, the crisp ocean air, and the gentle sound of the peaceful surf. In the lobby that morning, Local fishermen gathered. Where were the fish, they grumbled. The catch, is, the catch is awful. It was as if the fish were frightened of something. Charles was swimming the crawl, smooth, effortless. His dog was nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be heard. Jack? 100 yards to shore. Ahead, he could see people shouting and pointing. 75 yards to shore. 50 yards. The sun was beating down on him. He could see his reflection in the sand below. 30 yards. He saw his reflection eclipsed by a vast dark shadow. The water was suddenly warm from the spreading pool of his own blood. Charles fought even as the predator's teeth ground down on his bones. He could touch the sand. He was almost out of the surf. Grab his hands. Help me here. Time was standing still. Charles reached out for help. That's when the thing let go. Oh! Oh! The monster had him again, this time by the thigh. The surf was receding. The fish was now on the sand, and he was holding fast to what was left of Charles Van Zandt. The creature's mouth was moving. He was trying to swallow the man whole. The monster was off the sand, back in the water. Nobody knew how or why, but the beast let go and vanished into the ocean. 
they carried Charles away from the water and laid him on a towel. The crowd gathered. Numb with shock and horror, he was still alive, barely. He was a, a sickening sight. His left leg virtually torn off, a gaping hole in his side where his thigh had been. He was blood and trembling, mangled flesh. I was looking right at him. I, I'll never forget his expression. It was blank, white, helpless, and so sad, shaking. He raised his arm to the sky like he was praying for mercy. Nineteen eighty-one, Phoenix, Arizona. <sighs> she tells me clean up the basement or clean up the basement. Where to begin? Hey, I hope that wasn't a mouse. Uh, gotta start somewhere. It was in a dark corner. It had been there for many years. A box full of old movies. Dozens of amateur 8mm films disintegrating. The box's owner had long since moved away, and so the box was shipped to Los Angeles, where two 15-year-old boys who made their own 8mm films worked day and night to repair them for weeks. The boys were overwhelmed by what they saw. Reel after reel. Movies like their own, but much older. So many, so rich, so ambitious, and some featuring elaborate special effects. How do you do that? Dude, I have no idea. For their work, they were paid $250. They would have done it for nothing. That's it. I think we're done. The boys were named Matt and JJ. Matt Reeves would grow up to direct the Planet of the Apes franchise, and J.J. Abrams would one day helm a new generation of Star Trek and Star Wars movies. Their patron's name was scrawled in Sharpie across the side of the old box, hidden for years, forgotten, lonely, in the basement of his boyhood home. It read, Steve Spielberg. That was just a preview of Inside Jaws. To hear the rest, subscribe to Inside Jaws on Apple Podcasts, right now, or to hear the first five episodes of Inside Jaws ad-free, go to Wondery.com plus. That's Wondery.com plus.